0: Hey friend, welcome to the Lilypad Network. My name is Savannah and I'm a 20-something who is obsessed with climbing the ranks in public accounting as a CPA, but then realized I wanted more than just my career. On this podcast, we're all about discovering our next thing together. Just like frogs pause on lily pads during their journey, we're pausing on this lily pad to discover that thing. On this journey, we'll also learn how to take care of ourselves along the way so we can show up as the best version of ourselves. Together, we're building a network of lily pads. So girlfriend, let's hop to it. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Lulipad Network. I am so grateful that you're here. And honestly, I'm super excited for this podcast episode. If you didn't tune in last week, I kind of gave a lay of the land, like not even lay of the land, but like real... Life update and just kind of talking about how I've been in a funk recently with recording the podcast and feeling like it was a chore, and just like not knowing, not knowing where to where I see myself going and kind of imposter syndrome and all, all of those things. And I'd kind of come up with a few ideas for this week's podcast, I was letting it marinate, and I put out on my Instagram stories like, hey, friends, like, would you be interested in me doing a little bit, a series or a few episodes or even just an episode about things that you should know as you're starting your business as an, from an accounting standpoint, bookkeeping, that type of thing. Because I know so many friends of mine are starting their own businesses, have started their own businesses. They're thinking that they might want to, and it can be a scary thing, like just going out there and starting it. But then you start to, I know some of my friends start to let the self-doubt creep in. uh, Oh my gosh, I don't know. I'm not good with numbers, therefore I'm not good with the business, all that stuff. So I'd kind of been thinking, you know, I I might want to put some content out there. So I put feelers out, like, would anyone be interested in this? And immediately, like, I, I don't even, I, my friend later told me that she had seen the post on Instagram about that, but at the point, I didn't even think that it posted or anyone had seen it because it was like that quick. She texted me and she was like, you should do a podcast episode about advice she would give single. Savannah as like a married woman, what would you tell basically my younger self or someone in a season of singleness that you would have really wanted to hear? And I was like, that is such a wonderful episode because I would have wanted to know that, right? Like I I was in a series, like a long period of singleness before I met my now husband and that's a crazy sentence. I'm still not used to calling you my husband and it was hard to be single, but then I finally got to the point where I was like, I was okay with it. Uh, and so that's what we're going to be chatting about on today's episode. It's like a really long winded intro for just saying I'm going to be sharing four things that I would have told younger Savannah or my best friend who's in a single season, like to do what I wish I knew kind of like a pep talk thing. So there's four different ones. It's really three and kind of like a bonus one. So we're going to dive right in. The first one is you don't need another person to complete you. Use this time to find who you are. I think we get so caught up, or at least I did, of like, oh my God, I'm never going to find my person. I have to be married right now. Like my friends are getting engaged or they have partners that are long term. I met, I guess, like backing up, I met Michael, my now husband four years ago, and it was at the very end of my time in college. And I had been with someone, the last relationship before that was my freshman year of college. So I was in college for four and a half years. I did a combined undergrad and grad program Um, in those four and a half years. So my last semester was like my fifth year. Um, and a lot of my friends had graduated at that point. There was still, of course, people that I knew that were in the program, but Some of my like core friends had graduated at that point. So I had been single for, let's see, sophomore, junior, senior, three and a half years. Um, By the time, maybe a little less than three and a half years. Um, By the time Michael and I started dating, met. So it was like a good chunk of time. And honestly, those are like some really formative years. So it felt like a whole lot longer than that. And during this time... At the beginning, I definitely felt myself being like, I need another person. Like my friends are in long-term relationships. And I had just finished my internship right before I met Michael um, the the summer before. And I was seeing people a couple years older than me. And they all had significant girlfriends or they were getting engaged. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I don't have a person. And like all of my coworkers had someone that they were dating. And I was like, where am I going to find someone if like they're already dating people. And I didn't really want a coworker to be a relationship. So it was like weird, weird feelings, right? And I just I know in that season that I was feeling like I needed someone else to complete me. And I just want you listening to know that you are complete as you are. You don't need your better half, your other half, you're a complete person. Michael is an addition to my life he only elevates my life if we were to separate today I of course would be completely devastated but I could also go on and live my life my life would look very different but I know how to live without someone else I know how to take care of myself I know how to pay bills like I know how to do all of that without him in my life um, I'm of course I'm not saying like I don't want him but I'm saying if if we're that that were to happen, I would be okay, and I think that is something really important to learn how to live by yourself and and know that you don't need someone else to complete you. The second thing is really spend this time investing in your friendships. I also want to caveat like this whole conversation. I know that there's plenty of people out here out there that might not have a female male relationship. That is my relationship. I am with a male, so I might be talking about things as like she and he, but I'm really just using this as if I say like your husband, this could be a partner, um, a wife, any, like anything that you want to call it. So that is the construct that like I'm coming from, but I just want to disclaim this. I mean, anyone, um, I'm going to try and watch that, but my life was always looking for A husband or a boyfriend, fiance. Um, Just kind of want to put that out there because I might slip and say husband, but I know that is not the case for everyone in the world. So invest in your friendships because when you get a partner or significant other in your life, it's going to be harder to cultivate those friendships, and every girl needs a best friend. And I find myself, at least in the early, days of dating Michael, it was really hard to still maintain some of those good girl relationships because all of the time that I was having movie nights with girlfriends or going to dinner, I now wanted to spend all of that time with my new boyfriend, right? Like it was so exciting. So having those three years to really develop some strong girl relation female relationships, they can also be male relationships too. But for me, I really needed a group of girlfriends and having those three years to develop and like hone in on those relationships. I still talk to them. Like two of them were my bridesmaids um, that I met in college and in that period of waiting for the right man and just discovering who I was. I just find it so important to nurture those relationships because when you get into a partnership or a significant relationship, dating world, you want those girls or guys to have your back and to be able to bounce ideas off of like, hey, is my boyfriend crazy or is it me? And like things are going to come up. You're going to argue with boyfriends and like partners. So you want those girl friends or those solid friendships to help you see the full perspective. And I also think of it kind of like pre-charging your friendships because I had built up like street cred. That's not really like a thing, but I had poured into my female friendships enough that I could go a few days without talking to them, right? Like why I really poured in and nurtured my partnership and relationship with Michael. And that was helpful that I didn't need to spend all of my time with my friends. Like we were not on autopilot because every relationship you have to choose to be in that relationship and friendship, but they were in a place where I wasn't also trying to make girlfriends at the time. I was trying to pursue a relationship with Michael because that would have been really hard because for me, relationships take a lot of time. Um, And I want to know people and I really want to see and know who they are. So for me, that would have been something really hard. So take this time in your season of singleness to invest in your friendships because your girlfriends are going to be there with you forever. Um, Those friendships are going to be with you for such a long time. And I find myself now like being a married woman and when we were engaged, still needing to... Spend time with other girls. Like, just because I have a husband, a partner, and I do life with him every day doesn't mean that I don't need my other friendships. I need them just as much because they complete me. Every relationship I have brings something different to the table. Of course, there's overlap and you get multiple things from multiple different people, but I also need the girl friendships. Like, I can't go to Michael and talk about my period and my boobs and my acne all the time. I mean, I can because he's now my husband, but I also need a girl's perspective to be like, oh, yeah, you know, these tampons are the best ones. Like, why are you still using tampons? Why aren't you using a cup? Like, I need female friendships for that to keep me hip and young. Um, So spend this time investing on your friendships. The third one, and I honestly think this is the most important, and I think this really is what set Michael and I's relationship up for a lot of success, was I was so clear on what I wanted in life in the next six to 12 months. Like I was so clear and I wasn't going to compromise who I was or what I wanted when we first started dating in the first six to 12 months because I was so clear on that and I knew and it was kind of a driving force and it really set the foundation of our relationship of I am a complete person, an independent person and he only makes my life better, but I don't need him. I want him and he is an addition and I will figure out how he fits into my life, but he also has to figure out how he fits into my life and that I am not giving up who I am to be with him. That is a hard place to get to, to be confident in who you are and your values and your goals. And you might be sitting here like, Savannah, what if I don't know what I want to do in the next six to 12 months? I want to challenge you because you do. You know that in the next six to 12 months, you want to leave your job, or you want to go back to school, or you really want to pay off your student loans, or you want to find new health insurance, or you want to crochet that pattern for the first time. You want to open that Etsy shop. Like, you know inside of you what you want to do in the next six to 12 months. You just might, it might not be so clear to you. At the time that Michael and I started dating, I had just finished my internship And got a job offer for that company that I had done my internship with and was going to be starting full-time with that company in the following January. So Michael met and I met in August 2018 and in January 2019, I was going to be starting full-time. That internship I had done in Denver, I grew up in Colorado, but I was doing college in New Orleans. So I was back in New Orleans when I met Michael, but I knew that basically December 10th, 15th in there, I was leaving New Orleans and I was not coming back. I was going to Colorado and maybe in a couple of years I would move back to New Orleans or move someone else. But I knew for at least the first year, probably longer, I was going to be staying in Denver and starting my career. And I was so clear on that. Like there was no room for negotiation on that. He, of course, like put out the feelers like, oh, like, would you transfer to the New Orleans office? Because I was... um And still am with a company that has offices in pretty much every major city. Um, I'm sure there's a major city that there's not an office, but pretty much every major city there is an office. So I definitely could have transferred to the New Orleans office. But I told him, I was like, the New Orleans office isn't really as big or prominent in the company. And I, I want to set myself up for success. Like, I want to be in a bigger city than New Orleans for my job. And have those exposure to other clients. New Orleans is very much known for oil and gas. And those would have been the type of companies that I was working on. And I didn't really want to work on oil and gas. I didn't really want to work on casinos. And so I was like, no, I'm not transferring to New Orleans. Like maybe I could see myself in a couple of years doing that, but I doubt it because that's not the type of work I want to do. And because I was so clear on that, There was no room for negotiation. He knew where I stood. I pretty much went into the relationship and was like, yeah, I think you're cool, but I'm leaving in December. So this can be a fun fling or this can be like a real commitment. And you might be sitting there thinking like, wow, that takes balls or guts to do that. To be honest, I didn't even know I was doing it. I was just communicating to him what was important to me. And if he didn't think it was important or didn't find it important then we obviously weren't going to be a fit. And I had spent those three years of being single between boys, figuring out what I wanted, you know, diving into my schoolwork and taking the time to do that internship and figure out like that internship I had done oil and gas clients, not because I ever thought I was going to move back to New Orleans, but that's just what I like happened to be placed on. And it worked out really great because I could tell him with like pretty much 100% confidence that that is not the type of work that I wanted to be done. The reason I say almost 100% confidence is I had worked on multiple oil and gas cleans during my internship. So I had seen a variety, right? It wasn't like I just saw one and had like a bad experience and was like, oh, no, I'm never going to do it. But I had experience and I also, I knew myself and that wasn't what I wanted. Um, so really. In this time of singleness, get get clear on what you want. Set those goals for yourself. Maybe it's you want to get back to the gym and go to the gym once a week. Maybe it's that Etsy shop, or you want to learn to knit, or you want to make two new friends, or you want to go to this conference, or you want to read a this specific book, or you want to get a promotion. Set those goals for yourself and really go after them because. It doesn't mean that you have to finish that goal before you get a significant other, but when that significant other comes along, that partner, they're going to know what's important to you. And I honestly think it made me more attractive to Michael because I knew what I wanted. And it's so easy. It's so easy to compromise your values and what you want for someone else because it's hard to go after your goals. It's hard to stay true on your values. But if you don't, you're going to spend your whole relationship with that person, whether it's a month or 70 years, not living in alignment with yourself, which is heartbreaking. You deserve to be the full expression of yourself and not living in alignment because you're afraid of what that other person's going to think is a disservice to yourself and to the other person. Because what if, what if your value changes them for the better? Not just like a fleeting change. So that's like a little, little food for thought there. And then the last one, kind of a bonus, is enjoy this time. You aren't getting this time back. Your life will only get more complicated and harder to make impulse decisions. You're only going to add more obligations to your life. You're only going to have more bills. You're only going to have more responsibilities. You're going to have kids and a house and a mortgage and a partnership someday. Like you're going to have more things. on your plate. So really take advantage of this time and enjoy it. If you want to go get pizza on a Wednesday night at 7 p.m. because that's what you want, go for it. Like, When you have kids, you might not be able to make that impulsive decision. If you want to go dye your hair pink because you can, go do it. Just if you want to take a trip tomorrow, a road trip, and you can do it, like go for it. Things only get more complicated and harder. So if you have the desire, do it now and fully fully enjoy it. So let's recap the four things that I would tell to my Younger self in a season of singleness, waiting for the right person to come along, the right partner to come along to enjoy spending your life with. The first one, you don't need another person to be complete. You're complete and worthy as you are. The second, invest in your friendships because every girl needs a best friend. And when you get a partner or a significant other, it's going to be harder to still invest in those friendships. Third, and I think most importantly, get clear on what you want in life and be confident in that. When you find your partner, don't waver on who you are, what you want, what your values are, just because it's easier to change who you are and to fit in with your partner. Stay true to yourself. And the last one, enjoy this time. You aren't getting it back. It's only going to get more complicated and harder with more responsibilities. So make that impulse decision, buy that purse, go on that trip, paint your nails that color, go to bed early, stay up too late, do what you want to do because it's your time. With that, I just want to remind you if you're in a season of waiting for the right person to come come along, it will happen. It will happen. You will meet the person that you are meant to be with for a season or for life. Just take the time right now to be with yourself. Because it's an amazing thing to love yourself and learn who you really are in this season of waiting. I love you so much. And I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening today. If you love this episode, I'd be honored if you shared it with a girlfriend. Like stop right now and text her the link or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. Together, we are building our network of lily pads. I'm so happy to hop through life together. Until next time.